following program is brought to you in living color on NBC. Hey, where y'all at? It is a thrill. I love this show. You're telling me a big fat lot. I was hoping for funny crazy. I will get on stage on Broadway and I will reenact the rantings of Charlie Sheen one day. Think you can replace me with some other guy? Go ahead. It won't be the same. Tis mightiest in the mightiest. Do not bring Shakespeare into this. You're so smart. Oh, really? Well, so are you. And yes, the rumors are true. They smoke, they drink, they use bad language in mixed company. They're extremely rich and they can flash more bling than most posses in this room. I know exactly who that is. That's the mother that loses every goddamn game. That's Kirk Cousins. <laughs> Get rid of him. Wow. Bros, come on. I love you, bros. Does everybody have to be crazy today? Now get me, Savior! Time to get back to work, boys and girls. Welcome to the Bob Matthews Podcast. Detroit week has started. The commanders are back in Ashburn and on the practice field as we speak. Coming up in just a few minutes, the Washington Post's Scott Allen joins us with our weekly hail or fail segment. We get to hear some of the things he liked, some of the things he didn't like. Big news coming out of Ashburn today, and you got to love this, but... Running back Brian Robinson, not officially back on the practice field yet, but was on the bike, was on the exercise bike outside with his teammates. Uh, It is becoming more and more likely every week that after being shot in the leg twice during an attempted carjacking before the season started, Brian Robinson is going to be on the field week five against the Tennessee Titans. Absolutely unbelievable. But as for right now, your 1-0 commanders are getting ready to go to Motown to take on the Lions on Sunday. I am sure you have heard by now that the Lions are, in fact, or at least opened up a a two-and-a-half-point favorite, and it's the first time in more than two years that they have opened up as a favorite. All of that, of course, means absolutely nothing. Got to play it between the white lines. Uh, Yesterday, finally, the NFL put up the all 22 tape we got to take a look at it so we are going to start off here today with some of the things i liked and some of the things that i didn't like after going through the tape Uh, one of the things i like is that just you know thank god the all 22 is back although if you are still hunting for it you will find the commander's game under uh the chiefs game on the website just trust me on that one. Uh, but here we go. Five things. Things I like, things I didn't like. The top five, it's all mixed together. And here we go after the dramatic intro. All right. And there were. There were things to like and things not to like beyond the obvious from Sunday. So well, let's get into it. Uh, the number one thing on the list and it's on the defensive side of the ball one it's the linebackers cole holcomb and jamin davis together you go back and look at the tape there were a couple of nice things that they did jamin davis made a very nice play on a sack of trevor lawrence but all in all there are some things that they got to clean up this week he had really bad coverage on christian kirk on a long gainer in the first quarter the one that actually set up the pass to travis atn that's the one that we have been talking about pretty much since um, since it happened during the game. That one where Etienne just faked him right out of his shoes and 
Fortunately, Trevor Lawrence bailed him out with maybe the worst throw we're going to see this year. Uh, as for Holcomb, you know, he played well, but uh, there were times, especially against the run, he had some bad gap integrity on quite a few plays. Uh, a couple of times he overshot the gap. Another couple of times he was in the wrong gap. There was even one long gainer I saw where he he overshot the gap. Then I, I think it was James Robinson cut it back the other way, and he ran into his own guy, and that, that was able to help spring Robinson. So the linebackers are going to have to play better this week, especially against a Detroit team that is going to be really, really good, it looks like, running the ball this year. Two. I like Casey Tuhill. I thought he played okay. He, we didn't hear a lot about him as far as getting beat and that causing a big problem. Uh, on the other hand, uh, one play that really, really stood out to me, um, he shed a double, a, he shed a double team really nicely, and then forced Lawrence into a bad throw. And I think that was in the second quarter, uh, but I'm not too sure. But that's one of the things that's going to be key this year. I mean, we know Montez Sweat is going to get his. And by the way, Sweat played great. Um, he seems a lot more comfortable this year. Montez does, a lot more outgoing and a lot more relaxed. But Guys like Tuhill are what is going to make this defense. You know, Sweat's not going to be out there every every play. Chase Young, when he comes back, isn't going to be out there every play. You get good play from your depth guys, and Casey Tuhill is one that they counted on this year. Well, James Smith-Williams, who's starting for Chase Young right now, that's what's going to turn this defense from a suspect defense into a good defense and what could possibly make this game scary. So thumbs up to Casey Tuhill yesterday. Three. This one, not a big surprise, but you got to have Jahan Dotson in there. Not a bad rookie debut, huh? Three receptions on five targets, 40 yards in total yards receiving. Longest was 24. And, of course, the two touchdowns. And we talked about it last show. That's one of the things that Dotson brings to this team, along with Carson Wentz, that makes this, at least early on, something we haven't seen before. This does not look like an offense that's held together with some duct tape, some bailing wire, and some string. This looked like a legitimate, honest-to-God offense. And Jahan Dotson looked like he belonged from the jump. I mean, we, we thought that he was going to. Training camp, he looked great, sounded great, seemed like a really, really serious, mature dude. And he went out there and backed it up. And those two touchdown catches, I mean, they were just clutch. They, he got it when the team needed it, and so Jahan Dotson makes the list at number three. Four. Even though I said they were in absolutely no particular order whatsoever. All right, I know Carson Wentz had some throws that were really, really poor yesterday. You know, the sidearm thing, the uh, interception that was supposed to be a screen pass, but let's give it up for his accuracy. I liked the accuracy. When he's on, he's on. And you saw with a bunch of throws, accuracy, like we haven't seen a quarterback here in Washington for a long, long time. The dime he dropped to Terry McLaurin last year, God bless Taylor Heineke. I know we all love him. That ball would have hung up there. It would have been a jump ball. Maybe McLaurin makes the catch. Maybe he doesn't. That one was dropped right in the breadbasket, in stride, in rhythm, 
No re- no wonder why that was a touchdown. Uh, the throw to Antonio Gibson, that long 20-yard-plus gainer that set him up for touchdown number one, another huge throw. Uh, and, again, you know, both of, the, both of the throws to Dotson. Carson Wentz is going to make some mistakes. We all know that. But unlike years past, at least very early on, we can look at this offense and say, okay, if they get behind – by a couple of scores, they still have a shot in the fourth quarter. And that's something you have not been able to say about this team for a long time. I mean, for years now, we have been saying there's no room for error with this team. They can't turn the ball over. They can't miss a field goal. They've got to take, in, they've got to take advantage of every single solitary opportunity to score or else. Because of Carson Wentz, there is some room for error now. And while it's number four on the list today, I think by the time we get finished with this season, that's going to be up there maybe number one or two. Five. Got to end it on a cautionary note, and it's that run defense, man. It's the it's everybody from Holcomb and, and Jamin Davis to the defensive line. Uh, Jacksonville ran for 123 yards on 18 carries. That's a 6.8 average. That's not going to fly uh, against Detroit. Remember, Jared Goff is the type of a quarterback. He works best over, uh, over uh, uh, at a play action and off of the boot. So establishing the run game is almost essential for Detroit. They've got to, they're going to try and do it. Uh, defense has just got to do better against the run. There's just no two ways about that. And there also has to be some concern. Uh, you know, it looks like Jonathan Allen is absolutely fine after coming out of the game uh, with a slight uh, groin injury. Uh, but this defensive line is thin, and they're going to have to step up. If Detroit is able to run the ball, that makes things a little bit more complicated for Washington on the road. Having said that, of course, What's the inverse of that? What did we just say a few minutes ago? This offense now has given the team a little room, more room for error than they've had before. So if it does happen, maybe if they do get into a shootout, that's the type of a game they can win this year. We shall see. When we come back, Scott Allen of the Washington Post joins us with his hail or fail from week one. It's the Bob Matthews Podcast right here on the Hockey Podcast Network. Well, the NFL's opening weekend was action-packed, and it is just getting started. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays, and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can bet just $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. And if you want more action, everybody can experience the thrill of DraftKings with the early win promotion. Very simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team blows it and loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use the promo code THPN. Get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That is promo code THPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, crisis counseling and referral services can be accessed 
by calling 1-800-GAMBLER in Illinois, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Pennsylvania, West Virginia, Wyoming. 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-522-4700 in Colorado and New Hampshire. 888-789-7777 and visit ccpg.org slash chat in Connecticut. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY in New York. Visit opgr.org in Oregon. Call or text TN Redline 1-800-889-9789 in Tennessee. 1-888-532-3500 in Virginia. 21 and older, 18 and older, New Hampshire and Wyoming. Physically present in Arizona, Colorado, Connecticut, Illinois, Indiana, Iowa, Louisiana, Michigan, New Hampshire, New Jersey, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, and Wyoming. By the way, select parishes in Louisiana. New customer offer, void in New Hampshire, Oregon, Ontario, Canada. $200 in free bets. New customers only valid. One per new customer. Minimum $5 deposit. Five Minimum $5 wager. $200 issued as eight. $25 free bets ends 9-19-22 at 8 p.m. Early win. One early win token issued per eligible game. Opt-in required token expires at the start of the eligible game. Minimum money line bet is $1. Wagering limits apply. Wagers placed on both sides of the money line will void bet. Ends 1-8-23 at 8 p.m. Eastern. See terms at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Boys and girls, we are really, really excited to welcome a new sponsor here to the Bob Matthews Podcast on THPN. It is Raycon Wireless Earbuds. Now, you may have heard about these guys. Ray J is involved with them. I got me a pair the other day, and they are absolutely awesome. I mean, awesome. Been using them a lot at the gym. Uh, I made, I've, I've got this playlist that I, I love at the gym, and I, I used the Raycon Wireless Earbuds with it, and it sounded fantastic. One reason it's been great to listen to with uh, Raycon earbuds is because they look, feel, and sound better than ever. They also pair almost instantaneously with any type of Bluetooth device. They got optimized gel tips for the perfect in-ear fit, and these earbuds are so comfortable. And get this, they will not budge. Trust me, I tried. It doesn't happen. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime, 32 hours of battery life. Raycons are priced right, too. You're not going to get taken like uh, some of those other companies that got them some earbuds out there might. Half the price of the other premium audio brands. No wonder that Raycons Everyday Earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. You get three customizable sound profiles with your Raycon earbuds. You get earbud tap functions, noise isolation, and awareness mode. Again, I use them at the gym. Love them there. Can't wait to take them on the plane uh, this fall with a couple of trips I got coming out. Uh, so try them. Trust me, you're going to love them. Go to buyraycon.com slash THPN today. You're going to get 15% off your Raycon order. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN and score 15% off. Again, buyraycon.com slash THPN. You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. New episodes every Monday. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. 
Let's bring in Scott Allen of the Washington Post, Commander's Insider, and our personal MVP here of the show. He is always here to answer the bell. Scott, thanks for joining us, my friend. I appreciate it. Always, Bob. Thanks again for having me. Absolutely. Wouldn't have it any other way. So I guess let's just let's get right into it. Um, Surprise, not surprised. How'd you feel um, watching this game? You always have that that perspective kind of, you know, from thirty five thousand feet. So, you know, what were you what were your takeaways from it? Yeah, if you had told me going in that they would have one week one I would I would not have been surprised by that outcome but kind of the way they did it I was certainly surprised and I was wondering you know how am I and how is this fan base going to survive 17 weeks of this if if this is the the Carson Wentz we signed up for um, <laughs> yeah. it was it was a wild fourth quarter I I thought they had no business winning after the, the second Wentz pick and I think honestly against any other team besides the Jaguars they probably would have lost but but they did it. They they came back and won. Wentz was terrific down the stretch. And I think for good reason, there's a lot of optimism going forward with this team. Yeah, I mean, it's a week-to-week league, and you got to stack the wins where you can. I, I found it interesting at the stadium, and I know, again, you were you were watching it from, from the Post newsroom, but one of yeah. the things that struck me, especially about the offense, and I want to know if, if you felt the same way, uh, it just it looked like – it looked like an NFL offense, a real honest to God, modern NFL offense. It didn't look gimmicky. It didn't look like it was trying to paper over some obvious weakness. It looked like what we see, you know, from other teams out there that, that tend to play deep into January. Yeah. I I think that's spot on. I mean, I remember, I obviously write our live blog each week and the takeaways at the end of the game. And it was, until week 13 last year, I think, when this team even scored on their first offensive possession. And, of course, you you probably saw the stat. It was tweeted, retweeted a bunch that, you know, they scored on their first two for the first time, scored touchdowns on their first two for the first time since 1991. But but really from the start, I mean, Scott Turner's game plan was was awesome. Um, Some of the formations that they showed, uh, with the the trips with Dotson and and McLaurin and and Curtis Samuel up top and then uh, Logan Thomas back from injury down low. I mean it was it was impressive and I think the big key there and one of the reasons that we didn't see that much of last year was Curtis Samuel finally being healthy and on the field. I mean he was the huge not huge he was the big free agent acquisition two years ago and um, Scott Turner was excited to work with him and we heard so much about how he was going to be this dynamic weapon and, and change the offense. And he just couldn't stay on the field. He, he was never healthy. Um, but, but yesterday or Sunday, rather from the start, uh, he's juking guys out of their shoes, making difficult catches, being used as a running back. Um, it, that was, that was really cool to see. And and I think it bodes well um, for the rest of the season. Now for, for those of you that don't know, and I, I certainly encourage you to get a subscription to the Washington Post, both the paper and online. Scott writes a Hailer fail column every week after the game. Uh, one of the fails, and I think it's something that, that we've definitely got to keep an eye on, especially the next three weeks with three teams that do it very well, was the rushing defense. You've, you've got some concerns there, don't you? Yeah, I mean, I- Honestly, 
they did so much well. There, there are games where it's an ugly loss and you're grasping for hails, and and games where they win where it can be tough to come up with fails. The Russian defense, it wasn't awful um, on Sunday. A, a lot of those the Jaguars, I think, rushed for 123 yards, and I think like 50 of them were on two carries. Uh, but that's concerning. I mean, the the big plays. Um, on the Jaguars' first drive, James Robinson, I think, ran for 22 yards to to set up a an early field goal. Um, Etienne had a had a big run late, and you're right. I mean, Jacksonville's not known for their rushing offense, but they're facing a guy next week in Detroit and DeAndre Swift, who who just gashed the Eagles for 144. Um, so there are other areas of the defense that they sure, certainly need to shore up in, in coverage. I think they caught some breaks with. Uh, with Trevor Lawrence's inaccuracy on Sunday, but but the rushing defense is a little bit of a concern. Um, and, and you mentioned even just beyond Detroit, with with the Eagles coming up and and the Cowboys, and then Derrick Henry and the Titans. Um, it's something that they should uh, should tighten up sooner rather than later. Yeah, and how ironic because going into the off season, uh, the defensive line was probably the the yeah. deepest unit on the team, and now it's the thinnest. Yeah, the the, the injury to Mathis in the first quarter was really tough to see. I mean, obviously without Chase Young for at least the first four games, they brought in some reinforcements this week, but they cannot afford another injury along that defensive line. And, you know, as, as bad as the Russian defense was Sunday, credit to them for generating pressure. I mean, that was one thing that was, that was on from the start. They were making Trevor Lawrence uncomfortable. And and that's kind of what we expected uh, to be one of the keys to this defense improving after regressing so much last year. And when you, you know, from the quarterback standpoint, when you look at it from that standpoint, the next four, even five weeks, if you want to throw Ryan Tannehill in there, you're not facing a bunch of, a bunch of future hall of famers. I mean, Jared Goff is not going <laughs> to strike fear in anybody's hearts this weekend. Right. Absolutely. I mean, that was one thing, even before the season started, reasons for optimism, reasons to think this team might be able to to hang around and and be in the playoff mix toward the end of the year, just the the schedule. I mean, by some measures, I think the the weakest, by others, the the second weakest in terms of winning percentage um, of, of last year's opponents. But yeah, they had a run of quarterbacks at the beginning of last year, where it was like, you're, you're facing Mahomes, and then you're, and then you're facing Brady. Um, week to week, it was Russell Wilson in there. It was just one after the other. And we talked about all offseason how these first two weeks in particular were, were an opportunity to get off to a fast start, to be 2-0. and um, I'm looking at the schedule <laughs> ahead. I mean, this is silly, but the next five games, it's not crazy, is it? To, no, it's to not. Think with the Dak Prescott injury, you're going to face Cooper Rush probably. This team could be looking at 5-1, and 4-2 and two heading into that game with with the Packers. I mean, yeah. that's just wild. It's great. It's again, it's a week to week league. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, this time next week, we'll say, we'll say they'll be lucky to be one and four. Exactly. But, but yeah, exactly. Yeah. So what do you think as, as we look ahead to the season, I thought that we kind of got the entire Carson Wentz experience um, on Sunday. I think you felt the same way. Should yeah. fans be concerned about that or should they just kind of, uh, make peace with it and say, look, <laughs> this is the way it's going to be. And you better get ready because somewhere along the line, there's going to be a four interception game where they lose 30 to nothing. It's just, it's yeah, going to happen. I think it's the latter. The sooner fans can make peace with it, the sooner they can 
you know, take Ron Rivera's advice and, and load up on uh, antacids, the, the better, because this that was the perfect encapsulation of the Carson Wentz experience. Um, to, interceptions on consecutive throws, but then to come back and and make throws that, you know, they probably don't win that game with Taylor Heineke at, at quarterback. Um, the, the throw to McLaurin, the first of the two fourth quarter touchdowns, that's not a throw that, that Taylor Heineke makes. That's that's one of the reasons they brought in Carson Wentz. Um, yeah, and if he has a game like that, they probably don't win in Detroit. I mean, I was I was curious the last time they overcame three turnovers to win, um, and was kind of surprised to to find that it was a span of thirty four games going back to two thousand ten. So that, that's just not going to happen again. And and Wentz was directly responsible for for two of those those three turnovers. Um, so yeah, I think that's going to be the experience. That's probably the reason they're not going to be five and one going into that Packers game. Um, but he did a lot of things well. Um, and you just have to take the the bad with, with, with the good. Who knew that we could have been that at the beginning of the year, we'd be turning to uh, a Jim Zorn mantra at this point with Carson Wentz and saying, <laughs> stay medium, just stay, stay medium. medium on him. <laughs> so that's exactly right. <laughs> So what are you looking for uh, this weekend in Detroit? Uh, first quarter, you know, what do you what do you see that tells you it's going to be a good day for the commanders? What would you see that would tell you it's going to be a bad day? Yeah, I think offensively, just more creativity like we saw Sunday. I mean, now it was a pretty vanilla offense. They didn't show much during the preseason. Detroit now has some of these things on tape. So I think it's it's going to be a good sign if they're able to start fast again and get out to a lead and, and move the ball on their first few possessions, which they just weren't able to do much of last year. And then defensively, I do think it's going to come down to uh, stopping DeAndre Swift. If he has another week like he did against the Eagles um, and they get in a shootout with the Lions, I, I, I don't think that's the, the best <laughs> – path to victory um but if they're able to get pressure on jared goff um if they're able to to limit the big runs by swift i think they've, they've got another good chance to come home two and out final question and this might be uh the most important one of the entire interview but who in the hell did and what were they thinking with these <laughs> coffee mugs who, who who does that I mean, I know kids aren't taught, you know, geography anymore, yeah. but good Lord. Yeah. I mean, it's, it was, it's wild. It's something that we, we've seen before. I wrote a little bit about how this has happened with, with the, with the football team, um, with their former logo appearing on the silhouette of the, the state of Washington. Um, it happened with the wizards a few years ago. Um, that was a fanatics issue. I didn't want to throw fanatics under the bus on this one because I wasn't sure if they created the uh, the mugs that were briefly sold outside the stadium on Sunday. But but yeah, either there are like diehard Commanders fans in Walla Walla, or there's uh, there's a there's a problem with the editing uh, <laughs> chain at, at at some sports collectibles manufacturer, but it keeps happening. And it's, and it's, <laughs> it's, it's good fodder for hail or fair, hail or fail and, uh, and Twitter. That's for sure. Oh, without question. I, I wished I could have gotten one. They would have, they're a collector's item. At this I point. know, <laughs> I know Jake Russell, who you may know, he, he posted that mm -hmm. like six of them went on eBay yesterday for, for 40 bucks a pop or something. So that's they're true collector's item. 
America, what a country. Scott Allen, Scott, thank you so much, my friend. I appreciate it. Hail or fail, it's uh, every every Tuesday in the Washington Post. Uh, so get yourself a subscription, follow Scott on Twitter, and uh, download the digital app as well. Scott, thanks for joining us. I appreciate it, my friend. Thanks so much, Bob. Great to chat with you. I also appreciate him, appreciate him sitting through those two live reads we had in the middle of the show. Thanks to you guys, too, for doing that. All right. It's going to do it for us. Uh, we'll check in with you before the game. Hey, uh, don't forget to uh, look on sportsjourney.com a little bit later this week. I'll have my five keys to the game as we head into the weekend. Commanders and Lions in Detroit, Sunday afternoon kickoff, 1 o'clock. Remember, if you're out on your bike tonight, as always, you wear white, at least, according to the wise man. Jesus Christ had his moment of doubt.